You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. Welcome back to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I cannot believe that we are going into season three now. That's really crazy to me. I also can't believe that it is April. I'm recording this mid-April, a few days before it is going to be launched on the podcast. And I feel like the first few months of this year have really flown by. We also... if this the podcast feels like a blur because we had such a shorter waiting period between season two and season three. While season two was launching, we were recording season three. So I think there was only around like a week in between seasons, like a week off. So that has been a lot of work. I've talked before on the podcast about how much goes into the behind the scenes, but it is so much, especially when you have guests. There's a whole new layer added in when you have guests. And then there's another layer added in when those guests are not there with you in person. It makes me so sad because I really want to record in person, but it's just, it's just not possible for me. Um, especially considering that I live in South Carolina, It's not like I'm in New York or LA and can be like, oh, come fly out and be on the podcast. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, it's not like, okay, come fly out to South Carolina. Yeah, it's not going to work. Also, don't have a studio. But I'm going to give you some life updates. If you are not interested in life updates, you can fast forward. But I thought it'd be fun to add some life updates in here, especially because usually when I'm recording these episodes, I'm recording them so far in advance to when they actually launch with the guests that, or even if I'm doing a solo episode, a lot of times it's very ahead of time because we pre-record the seasons as opposed to a lot of podcasts who record every single week as they're releasing the episodes, which I think would be fun. It's just because we have so much going on in the business and because the podcast isn't our sole business, it's difficult to do that because we have to account for all of the crazy things that end up happening in life and in business. So I'm happy that this one is going to be released a few days after I record it because I can actually talk about things that are relevant in my life instead of talking about them and then it releasing like three weeks, a month, two months later. So Okay, I feel like I, this is just going to be more of a casual episode, and let me know on Instagram if you like the more casual episodes that are solo, or if you like the more polished versions. I've been listening to a lot more podcasts recently, and I think there's this huge pressure, especially whenever you're filming or recording a podcast episode solo, to have everything seem very polished and to talk fast enough that people don't get bored and to make sure you're delivering the information in a really concise way and being interesting and uh, all of these things. But I realized that whenever I'm listening to podcasts, I love the more like conversational, casual episodes. My favorite 
podcast is Chatty Broads. If anyone listens to Chatty Broads, that's like my all-time favorite podcast. I just never, I feel like I'm the queen of starting an episode of a podcast and then being like, boring and moving on to another episode. But with Chatty Broads, I never get tired of their episodes and they're so casual. So I was like, well, if I like that, I bet that a lot of my audience would like that as well. So life updates, what has been happening with me, um, a lot of stuff. I feel like this period right now in my life is like a huge, huge transitional period for me. And it's one of those periods where I didn't even really realize that I was making a lot of transitions because a lot of them are more so like internally. And I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit, but I wanted to chat about just some of the actual like tangible things that are happening so obviously we as far as the house goes we which a lot of you have been kind of following along with that journey of buying the house moving into the house there were so many renovations that had to happen we bought this house in October of last year and it was totally move-inable but it was not my cup of tea. There were just a lot of things that needed to be done. I didn't like the floors. I didn't like the walls. I didn't like the kitchen. It was very like farmhouse or yeah, I think that's the term for it. Farmhouse vibes. And that's fine. It's just not my style like at all. And so there were a lot of things that needed to be done. There's also just some weird things about this house. It was built in 1940. So there's a lot of design elements. Like for example, the ceilings are are lower than normal the kitchen you step down into it a couple of steps and so there's just the closets are very small there's just some weird things that we had to work around there's also some cool things that are brought in from it being so old as well but there's just a lot that needed to happen for me to modify it to be the way I like it and truthfully I definitely want to rebuild in a few years. Um, I I like this house a lot and I think it's great for what it is, but especially by the time that I we start having kids and we have the two dogs now, I obviously work from home and I like having a really nice space for that. And I do have my own office, but it's it's not exactly what I would want it to be. Also, this house is not built to get a lot of sunlight directly in it, which drives me crazy. I'm sure there's a lot of you who can resonate with this, but if the house that I'm in or the area I'm in does not have a lot of natural sunlight coming into it, it drives me crazy and I'm like, something's wrong all day. It just feels off. So, um, yeah, I, I hate the, uh, I don't know. We just have to have so many lamps and lights and we even put in a skylight or a sky tube like this tube that goes from the roof to our ceiling in the dining room slash living room and it's fine it's just not it's not giving what it needs to be giving so yeah we want to rebuild I don't even want to think about that because the thought of having to move out with two dogs makes me want to not exist but it'll be fine (laughs) and it'll be worth it or who knows I mean you can't really plan for these things because I didn't plan to buy this house it just kind of happened and who knows maybe by that time there will be something else on the market that we really love um but we live in a really good area and we're really close to the water we're really close to downtown so it's just like a perfect location so I I don't know 
we'll see what happens. We will see. So we've been working on that. We've been renovating the house since October and I've been promising a house tour <laughs> for a long time, but I'm sure a lot of you know how it is once you start doing all of these renovations to a house you're like oh my god it's never going to be done there's always something else to do so I'm going to kind of break down a little bit of what we have done with the house okay so we first things we did were painting all the walls cleaning there was a lot of cleaning that needed to be done we the people, the people who lived here before us had a kid and two dogs and there was just so much cleaning that needed to happen. So we did that. We took up all of the floors. Every single floor on the in the household was taken up, including the bathroom. So we redid the floors, redid the tile. We ripped out the kitchen island because it just was not, it was pretty rough so we ripped that out we also ripped out the staircase that was leading from the dining room to the kitchen because it was also just not it was not ideal so we ripped out those I started repainting so we repainted all the walls we repainted I repainted by myself the kitchen cabinets which was a lot of work I'm actually very shocked because I went into it as I go into a lot of DIY things with the, <laughs> with the thought of, okay, this is going to likely turn out really bad and I'm going to be impressed if it doesn't. So that way my expectations are never, uh, are never, what's the word, shattered because I'm like, eh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating the worst, hoping for the best. And usually it turns out better than I expected, which is nice. <laughs> Oh, what else did we do? We, I started repainting in the bathroom. So I repainted the vanities, changed the mirrors, changed the lights, changed the faucets, changed the handles on all the hardware in the kitchen, changed, uh, took out like all of the old blinds, the curtains, changed all of that. We replaced some of the windows. We replaced recently the door um repainted all of the doors i also had someone come in and repaint all of the trim we had new stairs installed from the living room to the kitchen we had a new kitchen island installed we had a new kitchen island top installed which is what my thankfully we kind of know a lot of people who do these things so that was nice but i it's unreal the amount of contractors that exist i i was like wow i didn't know this many people offered to this many different things for houses until i actually owned a house um we also had to have a lot of the plumbing fixed i had to have some of the ac pipes uh, not pipes uh, ducts <laughs> fixed and uh, we had the skylight installed oh my god i'm sure there's so many other things but it's, it's just so many small things that you don't even think about, like changing all the door handles on all the doors and having to paint the trim. It's when you walk into a house to buy it, you're not thinking about those things. You're just looking at kind of the general layout of everything. But then once you actually start noticing everything when you're moving in, you're like, oh, great. Another thing that I have to change. So it's gotten us to this point. I mean, it's been a little over six months, seven months, six months. Yeah. And uh, 
So everything is pretty much almost finished as far as what we're going to do. I think I'm, I'm going to kind of cap out soon here because like I said, if we are going to be rebuilding, then there's no point really in putting a, a lot more money into it as it is because it's fine. It's just, you know, I have a dream house in my mind and I want that but I can only work with <laughs> what we have so much. And I do really like it. It is a great spot, a great little place for us. We have a really nice backyard. It's huge. Um, we also have the backyard fenced in. So what we're working on right now is a, there was a brick room off the kitchen that was kind of like a workroom for the last owner. It has brick floors. It was very just like makeshift drywalled in. So Jordan wanted to make that a music room he plays drums and guitar a little bit and I obviously recently started learning piano last year and he has friends that play music as well so we soundproofed that room well we didn't do it a contractor did it um so they put drywall insulation like soundproof insulation drywall painted it um and then we they painted the door and we have to have someone put in the floors now that room also doesn't have direct AC, so that may be something we need to do. But after the floors are in, it will at least, at least be usable and way better than it is now. And then I'm also working on getting someone to put in sod in the backyard because there's so many dirt patches and the dogs dig in it, which drives me crazy. So they're going to do that. I didn't realize how expensive sod is either. Like, Jesus, it's grass. But yeah, that's really expensive. Having an irrigation system is really expensive. So I think we're going to be just putting everything on a pause after that because it will be, for the most part, perfectly fine. And after that, I just need to do some decoration things. So that's what's been going on with the house, some house updates. I also hired a housekeeper, which has completely changed my life. She's only come one time so far. She's coming this week again but it changed my life i don't know why i put this off for so long if you are someone who's a business owner who can afford to outsource house cleaning please for the love of god do it because i would spend so much time every single day and i would spend so much time also stressing about the fact that oh i need to deep clean this i need to deep clean the trim i need to dust these shelves and everything takes so long before you know it you've been just cleaning all day and at the end of the day i can make more money working creating things in my business than i can spending time cleaning so it's so worth it for me to pay someone it was actually way more um affordable than i thought it was going to be as well and she just freaking killed it so i'm so excited about that um another reason why i'm so excited about that is because obviously we got the puppy Bo, recently and Bo is around 13 weeks old teddy is 11 months yeah well actually he's gonna be a year in like a week and a half which is really crazy but um, that's just been wild. I mean, I, I love Bo. He is like so cute and so sweet. He's a lot calmer than Teddy is, but he has been a challenge. Um, Teddy was a really, really easy puppy. Honestly, he had accidents inside, but his crate training, he was like perfect with crate training, never whined, never barked in his crate. He was just he was just really awesome and Bo is awesome as well for the most part he does bark in his crate sometimes well pretty much every time you put him in he barks for a little while but 
other than that, I mean, it's it's purely the fact that they are together, which makes it so stressful because it's constant playing. I mean, they're like roughhousing, then sleeping, roughhousing, then sleeping. It's just constantly back and forth. And that would be fine aside from the fact that I'm trying to work from home, (laughs) especially when I'm trying to record something like a podcast or I'm on a work call. I was on a Zoom call yesterday and Bo just started peeing all over his like Teddy's bed. And I was like, oh my God, I, (laughs) it's just so much and it's so stressful. And honestly, it has like gave me such a renewed appreciation for moms or anyone who has kids that are working from home that is I I can't even imagine because with two dogs I'm like pulling my hair out sometimes and with kids I cannot imagine how stressful that must be when you're trying to work from home and I think that I'm sure there's just probably a huge adjustment period and figuring out how to make it work and starting to kind of trust in other people and and accepting help but it is so difficult sometimes and so that was that those first two weeks of having Bo was really a big adjustment I honestly was having like multiple breakdowns a week (laughs) because I was just so so frustrated I would be on edge already I would be stressed out about work um the first two weeks that I had him I had so much work that I had to get done I was working on a really big project and the stress of that along with him along with both of the dogs along with training him along with trying to keep the house clean and just do all of my other work was just so much for me and I there were quite a few days that I lost it and was just crying and super frustrated and agitated and lashing out and just being unlike myself or who I want to be and so that was really frustrating and I was like oh my god did I like make a wrong decision in getting a puppy right now, but I I think it was really just the emotion of that current moment and the situation that I was dealing with, just everything at once. So feeling a lot better now, definitely easier. I'm really learning how to kind of tackle things and like plan my day and my work around when they're sleeping and separating them helps a lot. And yeah, so that's been super helpful. Um, I've also been... I'm going to kind of expand on what I talked about with this transitional period of my life. And like I said, I feel like it's very much so more internal than anything. I I don't even know where to start with this. Um, I think I've, I've just noticed myself kind of shifting into a new version of myself. And I don't even know what that really looks like yet. But I feel like once you kind of grow as a person and you've gone through a lot of change in a in a short amount of time relatively you start to be able to realize like when you're in a moment of a huge transitional period for yourself and I so feel that right now I have been learning to slow down oh Teddy right on cue as I'm talking about the difficulty of working with dogs okay I think he's good now but I've really been learning to slow down which has is has always been really really difficult for me I have always been the type of person who is constantly going whether that's for a variety of reasons honestly whether that's to achieve something I really want 
whether it's because I am trying to cover up pain and, you know, try to avoid dealing with certain things by just moving forward and, and, well, steamrolling forward, really, or I guess associating my worth with what I'm able to accomplish And so it's always been really, really difficult for me to slow down. Most of the time when I'm not doing something, I feel very bad about myself. And I think that that's partially normal because humans were meant to achieve things or or at least that's we were made to work and to find joy out of that and to be productive and to accomplish things. So I think that it's natural that a lot of us feel strange whenever we are slowing down, but or when we're not doing anything, quote unquote. But I think that I've really started to learn that sometimes the more you add into your life, the more things that you're trying to accomplish, the more you are trying to grow in terms of, you know, money and business and accomplishments. And while all of those things are great, sometimes the more of those that you add in and just pile on and on and on, the more you also bring in so many other stressors in your life and I I think that I'm realizing that I'm not at a place where I want that in my life right now and that doesn't mean that I don't want to grow and we have a lot of grow growing planned for the business and really fun things happening this year but I've really learned to start sitting in the present moments versus constantly looking forward to what I'm going to achieve next. And I think that there's so much beauty in that because what it started to teach me is that, you know, you can plan. You can plan for what you think is going to happen. You can plan for exactly how you think things are going to go. Usually they don't go that way anyway. And what I've often realized is that when I plan too much and when I have this strict idea of how things are, how I think things are going to go in my business or in my life or whatever it is, oftentimes there are opportunities that present themselves in the interim of those things that I am ignoring because I am so focused on this plan of what I think is supposed to happen. And this reminds me of one of my new favorite quotes. I'm going to look it up so that I don't butcher it. The quote is from Shakespeare. (laughs) This makes me sound way fancier than I am. Um, But the quote is, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And this quote, I think, literally changed my life. And that does not happen to me very often. I am not really the type of person who reads literature or reads books usually. And I'm I'm just blown away. It takes a lot to impact me in that way. But I was like, oh my God, (laughs) that makes so much sense and was just so inspiring to me in learning to slow down and appreciate literally every moment in my life, even taking the time to just go outside and sit like all of these things sound so obvious like yeah of course it's nice to go outside and sit but this is an example I have not journaled very often I wouldn't consider myself a big journaler Uh, my hand gets tired I don't know what to say I feel silly when I'm saying it you know etc etc and I had placed this belief on myself of okay I can only journal at night 
because that's when it makes sense to do it. So then it would be nighttime. I wouldn't feel like writing. I would, I don't know. I just wouldn't know what to say. And I would get these random moments of inspiration to write or to journal midday, but I would be like, no, it's weird. That's a waste of your time right now. You have other things that you should be doing. Cut to scene two. And then I'm opening my phone and looking at TikTok for 30 minutes. And I had this realization yesterday of like, okay, wh- why am- why can I not journal in the middle of the day? If that's when I'm feeling inspired to do it, why am I forcing myself to try to do it at night and then never doing it and then resenting the fact that I don't do it and it's not an enjoyable thing for me? So this is a- that's a really small example of just starting to allow myself to live in the moment and do things like journal in the middle of the day. I've, at nighttime, I have stopped going on TikTok. I mean, sometimes I still will, like for like 20 minutes or something like that, but I've been reading every single night and I have gone through like four books in the past three to four weeks, which is crazy because I was stuck reading one book, shout out A Little Life, for like six months because I was distracting myself with so many other things, with TikTok, with being on Instagram, with sitting in my computer, not being productive because I'm just forcing myself to sit here, with watching TV, with doing whatever, things that aren't really fulfilling to me. And I I feel like that was really starting to limit my growth as a person and I didn't even realize it. Um, so there's not really a huge point to why I'm saying all of this besides, uh, <laughs> I hope that that quote encourages some of you the way that it encouraged me. I, I just feel like that was so nice. And the takeaway that I get from that is that there are more things meant for you. You are destined for more things than you sit down and plan because whenever we sit down and plan things and view it as this hard and fast timeline that we have to follow and this is the exact outcome that we have to achieve and these are our exact means of getting there it really you really start to limit yourself from what the universe can give you and i've also been reading the alchemist i'm in the middle of reading it right now and one of my favorite quotes from that is that when you want something all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it and the thing about it is that oftentimes the route that you get there is not the way that you think you're going to get there. And I've realized that in my business, when I'm more spontaneous, when I am going with the flow, looking for opportunities, being open-minded and not being so harsh with the way that I think I have to do things, that is usually when magical things happen. And it's the same scenario for people who are even like new business owners. You know, a lot of times we have this idea of what we're supposed to do. Like, for example, maybe you're in college and that's the route that you've chosen. You say you want to become a successful business owner. So you go to college to get a business degree. During that time, you have the opportunity to start a business online, but you push that away because no, I have this outcome that I want, which is to be a successful business owner. And I'm on the route that I have decided for myself to get there. What are you doing? You are now limiting yourself to that one route that you think you have to take instead of being open to the opportunities of, oh, hey, I saw a video about somebody working online who's making six, seven figures and didn't even have a college degree maybe I should explore that. But we limit ourselves so much because of the the self-imposed 
philosophies essentially that we have about what we should do and how we should get there so I thought that that was inspiring I think I just think I'm really inspiring um no I was really inspired by that Shakespeare quote uh I don't read Shakespeare (laughs) I actually heard that quote from the host of um oh what's it called temptation island I think that's what it's called uh that show where everyone like goes on there and their relationship is already in shambles and then they're like okay let's see if one of us cheats which you know I honestly thought that that was like such a terrible premise for a show because I was like oh I don't know this feels so wrong and then I listened to an interview with the host of the show and I was like dang this is like deeper than I thought (laughs) it was um so yeah I recommend listening to that it's a it's actually a chatty broads episode and I think the name of the episode is called cheating isn't about you but they covered some really, really cool topics. And I actually, I loved that, that episode. It was one of my favorite ones. So that's where I heard that quote and really shook me, threw me for a loop. So yeah, I've just been really trying to replace old or bad habits with good ones, um, or at least habits in general with new ones and kind of, I really like compound building on your habits. Um, so like for example I I've always stretched every single night before I go to sleep it's a habit I started and I do it every single night and now I'm kind of building onto that habit reading every single night and you can add in whatever you want I really want to start meditating as well um we'll see how that goes I feel like that's probably going to be very chaotic for me because my mind literally never stops um as I'm speaking right now I'm thinking about 10 other things (laughs) Oh, but I'm excited to see how that goes. And I'm, I feel like I'm just becoming more peaceful and at peace with myself. And I think it's also really important, especially as business owners and obviously just as humans in general, but especially in business, there are so many benchmarks of what success is supposed to look like. And for a lot of people that's hitting a 10K month, For a lot of people, that's being featured in a certain, you know, news outlet. For a lot of people, that is building a seven-figure business or creating a team. And I think it's really important to look objectively at what you're trying to achieve in your business and start to understand if that's actually what you want to achieve. Because a lot of times we see what other people people are doing and we start chasing those dreams as if they're our own. And oftentimes they don't reflect what our version of an ideal life is. Um, and, and so I think that I've really been trying to simplify business in those ways and look at what I want for my life. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I really love accomplishing really cool things. And I love the impact that I have on others with my business. And so I will always chase that. At the same time, you know, um, I think that it can be really tempting, like I said, to start to want to achieve certain things that maybe weren't even ever your goals. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like living a slower life. Like I, I do love hustle and bustle sometimes, but I love being at home with my dogs, with my husband. I love traveling and taking trips like out to the country and just having time to relax and 
you know, enjoy those things without so much, so many stressors. And something else that I've been thinking of as well, you know, this is a little more personal, but I've always, always wanted kids. And, you know, I, that's just always been my dream. And I had a really, really, really difficult childhood. I, um, I haven't seen my mom in person in around nine years. And, you know, when I think back to my childhood, the main theme that I remember from my childhood was stress. And, you know, my family being in a constant state of stress and me being in a constant state of stress, as long as I can remember, even when I was like four years old, five years old, my first memories, a lot of them were of stress. And whenever I feel like I, because of the way that my childhood was, I feel like I have to work really, really hard on self-correcting behaviors and kind of unlearning a lot of things that I learned from whenever I was younger. And when I am stressed and frustrated, and this also kind of aligns with my human design, I'm a 2-4 generator. Um, what my not-self theme is frustration. When I'm stressed, when I'm frustrated, I am very much so not myself, and I am in my worst form. I am reactive. I am emotional. I am um, a bit of a doomist. <laughs> you could say. And I, yeah, I'm just in a very negative mind space. And so for me, I want to build a business that is free of as many stressors as possible. And obviously you can't avoid stress. Stress is is a part of life and it's super important to have healthy stress coping me- mechanisms, which I feel like I have definitely developed. But at the end of the day, when I think about my business, I want to build a business that is inspirational, that impacts others in the most positive way possible, that allows me to have a personal life that is very sacred, that allows me to have a team that is happy, that allows me to accomplish the things I want to accomplish without sacrificing my mental peace. And I think that I've come to that realization. And so I will do everything I can to get to that point because, you know, when I think about my future and what I want my future to look like, especially when I have kids, um, I don't want to be in that stressed state constantly because I'm so focused on always leveling up in my business. I want to be able to be content with what I have and the, you know, amazing things I've accomplished. And so I I just wanted to add that in, to, in there for any of you who feel like you are constantly having to achieve more, whether it's financial or follower account or, or follower count or, you know, um, putting out this, this amount of TikToks every day or catching up with this person who's in your industry or hiring this amount of team members or whatever that looks like for you. Just this is your reminder to do kind of a check in with yourself and see if those things that you want to accomplish actually align with how you want your life to look. Because when you are chasing, when your business aligns with the way that you want your life to look and your actions that you're taking align with that, you are so much happier as a person. So, yeah. Um, I also kind of wanted to throw in what I'm reading and what I'm watching right now. I just finished uh, Ozark. I'm up to date. So 
Ozark, the new, the second half of the season releases April 29th. I'm so excited. I binged Ozark like a mad person. I watched it all in like less than a week, maybe a week, but it was so good. I'm so bad about starting shows because I'm like, ah, I don't know. But uh, Jordan had watched it and he was like, you got to watch it. So we watched it and I loved it. Oh my God. It's probably one of my favorite shows now. And I'm really sad that this is the end this season. That's that this next half of the season that's coming out is the end. Um, I also, what else did I finish? I'm about to finish Vice Principals, which is on HBO. It's a comedy and it's really funny. It has a lot of the actors from The Righteous Gemstones, if anyone has watched that, which is also on HBO. And that show is also really funny. So yeah, I love the, I love, love those oh what else uh the kardashians is about to come out actually tonight when i'm recording this the kardashians will be releasing their first episode so uh you know that i'm gonna be watching that i cannot resist oh have i been watching any other tv shows Hmm. i don't think so i watched uh fresh is that the name of the movie that was really interesting and disturbing um i love scary movies that's like my favorite genre. And so I really did like that one a lot. Okay. What I've been reading, I finished a little life and let me actually go into my notion. I've, I've been keeping track of shows that I want to watch shows that I've watched books that I want to read and books that I have read in my notion. And I really like it because I'm excited to be able to look back on everything that I've read in the year because I never remember that stuff. So, okay, let's see. Bear with me for a moment. All right. Um, oh, geez, this isn't updated. All right, well, I read, <laughs> I read A Little Life. Um, that was really good. I was kind of anticipating that it was going to be a little bit different than I was A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. I think that's how you say it. I was expecting that it was going to like ruin my life and make me so emotional because that's what I had heard, but it was actually really, really, it was just good. I didn't cry. I wasn't like <laughs> feeling depressed after anything, but it was just really a good read. It's a tough read, a long read. It takes a little while to get into it, but I loved that. I read The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. It's a mystery novel. It was a super easy read and I loved that. I read The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. That was also really good and I'm currently reading The Alchemist by Paolo Colo. Polo. I don't know how to say that last name, but also pretty good so far. My next books that I'm going to be reading on my list have Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty, Period Power by Maisie Hill, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, Brag Better by Meredith Feynman, and Femme by Magna Carnesi. So those are my next reads. We'll see. I always end up deviating from my list, but that's what I got going on so far. So, all right, let's talk about what you can expect from this season of Digital State of Mind. Enough about me. So we have eight guests this season who are covering a wide variety of topics. We brought in some guests that deviate a little bit from our kind of typical guest list. I think we're going to keep doing that. I want to keep expanding into different topics, different um just different ideals and trying to get really interesting guests on the podcast. So not that, I mean, everyone that's been on the podcast is interesting, but um, I really want to kind of create or bring in a lot more guests that appeal to 
more like personal stuff as well and kind of start diving into that more because I also think that that relates to business in so many ways that it's important to talk about. So we have guests covering things from branding to confidence to legalities in your business to course creation to crypto to uh, planning brand shoots, to mindset, to sales psychology, to brand voice. And it's going to be a really, really, really fun season. We get into a lot of different topics, especially kind of talking about the personal side of things. We talk about sobriety. We talk about motherhood in business, even though I'm not a mom yet. (laughs) We've had some moms on the podcast. Um, And we just really dive into a lot of different things that I think are going to be super interesting for all of you. So I am really, really excited. Um, Our first episode is going to be coming out when you're listening to this. It'll be coming out next Monday. And we are going to be talking with Lo Galloway, who is a queen of course creation, course auditing. She is just absolutely killing it. Me and Lo have known each other for so long now. We started our businesses at the exact same time, and it's been a wild ride for both of us. So I'm super excited for all of you to hear that episode. And it's it's going to be, like I said, an amazing season. So... If you have made it this far, thank you for listening to all my life ramblings. Um, If you feel so inclined, please leave a review. I read every single review and they just warm my heart. Every single time somebody mentions leaving a review on a podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that and then completely forget. But it's so easy, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's so easy to hit five stars. And if you want to type out a review, I love those so much. I mean, come on, I'm not even going to lie. It's just, you know, how could I not love those? So please leave us a review. I'm begging you to do it. (laughs) Also, please message me on Instagram with any ideas that you have about podcast uh, episodes for season four. I really wanted to, I had the idea of starting to do um, some episodes that are more like personal advice. So I would love to kind of have like a forum or like a type form where you guys you know, submit things you're struggling with, whether it's like business or personal. And then I give you personalized advice on that, or I could even do it with a guest. And I think that would be so fun. So let me know on Instagram if that's something you'd be interested in. I'll probably also do a poll, but thank you so much for listening. Please leave a review. Please message me on Instagram. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me what you'd like to hear on the podcast. And I will see you all next week. Well, I'm not going to see you, but I'll talk to you all next week. So make sure to tune in next Monday for our first episode with our guest, Lo Galloway. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious. Okay. (laughs) Talk to you next time.